right. And good evening. It's great seeing some people I haven't seen in a long time. And it's good having everybody, some first-time visitors. Well, they're not really visitors because they come to church here. So, and, But it's, it's good, and the, Lord's, the Lord is here. And like I said, He is the one that we need here. Amen? I can get up here and stand up here and talk, but, you know, if the Lord is not present, which He's always present, but we need Him to move. Amen? Need Him to move. Let's go ahead and go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, I just come to You now, and in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I just lift you up Lord Jesus I lift you up Father God lift you up Holy Spirit I ask that you move among us this night because I know without a shadow of a doubt Father God it's your will that each one in here leave here completely whole nothing lacking Father but a total wholeness in their bodies in their minds in Jesus name Father God I thank you for this day Lord uh, Yom Kippur Father the Day of Atonement. And I thank you that we don't have to sacrifice uh, goats and bulls and, and birds, but Jesus Christ is our sacrifice. And He's the one that took away the sins of the whole world. He's the one that bore the stripes upon His back. It's the reason that we can be here this night. For by His stripes, we were healed. And so we're not... Uh, not here just to, to grab hold of the healing, Father God, because it's a, it's a done deal. We're not waiting on your time because your time was 2,000 years ago when Jesus bore those stripes upon His back. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, I know several of you, it's your first time in, in, in healing service, and it's great having everybody. And the way this generally works is uh, I'll get up here and speak generally uh, about 30 minutes or so, and then we will lay hands on the sick and we will watch them recover. So, amen. So if you're here to receive a healing in your body, go ahead and thank God that you were healed 2,000 years ago. Amen? Because it is God's will for you to be healed. There's no ifs, ands, buts about it. It's a done deal. Uh you get into His Word, find out what His Word says and uh, how much He wants you healed because He loves you. Just like you probably have children, you don't want them sick. You want them to walk in the healing that, that uh, Father God has already provided through His Son, Jesus Christ. Amen? So Father God wants you healed. But there's somebody that does not want you healed and that's Satan. Satan does not want you living the life that God has created for you to live. You know, and God has always, always been against sickness. When He created uh, Adam and Eve, did He put sickness in the world? No. It was all good. If you go back through Genesis, you know, it says everything that He did was good. Sickness is not a good thing. But sickness came into this earth when Adam and Eve sinned. Sin is what brought sickness to this earth. God is against sickness. He wants you well. Say, Father God wants me well. Wants me healed. Wants me living the abundant life. <laughs> In Jesus' name.
Romans 5, 12. It says, Therefore sin came into the world through one man, and death as the result of sin. So death spread to all men. No one being able to stop it or to escape its power because all men sinned. So sin came into the world through Adam and Eve, which brought sickness and disease. Satan is the one who brought it into this world. Everything that is bad has come from Satan. If you're dealing with something and somebody's told you that, hey, you need to uh, just suck it up and go with it because God's trying to teach you something, that is a lie from the pits of hell. John 10.10, Jesus is saying, He said, the thief, who's the thief? Satan. Satan is the thief. The thief comes not but for to do three things, steal, kill, and to destroy. So if you're dealing with any kind of sickness, what does sickness do? It steals your health, doesn't it? And we know some forms of sickness, like cancer, it tries to kill, and it does kill. You know, and uh, so it does not come from God. Sickness does not come from God. How many of you believe what Jesus said? Do you believe Jesus? Amen? Because I'm quoting Him. You don't have to believe me, but you believe His Word. Amen? But I'm quoting His Word. John 10.10 the thief comes not but for to steal, kill, and to destroy. Then Jesus says, I have come that you might have life and have life more abundantly. So if you're dealing with any type of sickness, disease in your body, that is not an abundant life. If you're spending money uh, for drugs and so on, and we're not against you know, getting prescriptions and stuff like that, but there is a better way. There is a better way, and that's through the Lord Jesus Christ and what Father God wants for you. That's, this is your, you keep hearing me say, Father God, because He is my Father. He is my Father. You know, just like we got moms in here and you've got children, you know, you love your family. You love your children, and you want the best for them. So Father God wants the best for us. Amen? Okay, even in the Old Testament, God always, always, always provided provision for His children regarding healing and meeting their needs. If Father God wanted people to be sick, He never would have made a provision for them to be healed. And I'm fixing to give you some scriptures. Father God is not mixed up. If He made a covenant of healing for His people, then why would He put sickness on them? That does not work. Then we could say, God is double-minded. I know that's kind of sad, but the thing is, if you stop and thought, think about it, that God was putting sickness on people, but yet He provided a healing uh, provision, uh, covenant of healing for them, that, that's contrary to one another. It does not work that way. Father God wanted His people to live in the provision He had for them. Even one of His redemptive names is Jehovah Rapha. What is Jehovah Rapha? I am the God that healeth thee. That's one of His redemptive names. Not I am the God that throws sickness on everybody. I am the God that healeth thee. It is God's will for you to be healed. And you need to, and I know people that have come all the time, you know, you hear me say this, but for the new people, 
You have got to get this mind renewed to the truth of the Word of the living God. You, can't, you cannot go on thinking one way and it be contrary to God's Word. You have got to think in line. You've got to speak in line with what God's Word says. Exodus 15.26 says, If you will diligently listen and pay attention to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in His sight and listen to His commandments and keep foremost in your thoughts and actively obey all His precepts and statutes, then I will not put, or I will not permit, is the actual Hebrew, I will not permit on you any of the diseases which I have permitted on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. Israel had a covenant with the living God, but they didn't always walk in the covenant that Father God established for them. He didn't put sickness and disease on Israel. He was their healer, Jehovah Rapha. I just read it. His word. I am the God that healeth thee. Exodus 23, 25 through 26. says, You shall serve only the Lord your God, and He shall bless your bread and water. I will also remove sickness from among you. No one shall suffer miscarriage or be barren in your land. I will fulfill the number of your days. He says, I will remove sickness from you, not put sickness on you. If they step out of the covenant umbrella and, and, and walking out on their own and sickness and disease because of what they're doing, their sin and so on, you know, uh, comes on them. Father God's not doing it. Who's, who's, who's the uh, person behind sickness? Satan. You've you got a covenant umbrella right here. God's protection. You step out and want to do your own thing, then you're out from your covenant umbrella. And that's when sickness and disease comes on you. So, that's when he said, I will remove sickness from you. As long as Israel walked in that covenant, they weren't, they weren't sick. Deuteronomy 7, 13 through 15. I'm giving you a lot of scriptures because it's the Word of God that heals you. Amen? It's God's Word. Deuteronomy 7. He will love you and bless you and multiply you. He will also bless the fruit of your womb and the fruit of your land your grain and your new wine and your olive oil, the offspring of your cattle and the young of your flock, in the land which he swore to your fathers to give you. You shall be blessed above all people. There will be no male or female barren, childless, or infertile among you or among your cattle. You know, if you know somebody that's is having a hard time having children, Give them the scripture. No miscarriage. Gonna have children. You know, get them to give them this scripture so that give them something to stand on. You always want to stand on God's word. All right, verse fifteen. It says, "The Lord will take away from you all sickness, and He will not subject you to any of the harmful diseases of Egypt which you have known." but He will impose them on all those who hate you.
So God came, uh, or Jesus came, to set you free from sickness and disease. It's Father God's will. Father God's will. So, and tonight, we're going to uh, exercise what's available to you. God set up a covenant of blessing or benefits for them which included prosperity, success, healing, surplus, and health. Psalm 103 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities. Who forgives all your sins. Who heals all your diseases. Who heals all, A-L-L, every single one of your diseases. He will heal them. Who redeems your life from destruction. Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Is there anything in there negative? Is there anything in there bad? It's all good, isn't it? It's all good. And that's what Father God has for His children. That's what Father God has for you. Amen? Sickness and disease cannot stand or live in the presence of Father God. How much sickness and disease is in heaven? None? No sickness and disease in heaven? Are we all agreed on that one? Amen. Amen. Okay? Let me take you to the Our Father. How many of y'all know the Lord's Prayer? Have you thought about this? Our Father. Our Father. Not just mine. Y'all's too. Who art in heaven. Where's Father? In heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come. What? Thy will be done. Where? Just in heaven? Be done on earth as it is in heaven. And you just all agree there's no sickness and disease in heaven. So what's His will for us on the earth? No sickness or disease. No poverty. If it's not in heaven, then it's not for you down here. I mean, it's God, that is God's will for each and every one of you. If Father God had an old covenant which included all these benefits, how much more because of Jesus does He want these benefits for us? Because we come in under a better covenant than what they had. You look at Psalms 103, that sounds pretty good, doesn't it? I'll grab hold of that, but I've got something better than Psalms 103. You know, Deuteronomy 28, talking about all the blessings of God. But we got a better covenant. We have a better covenant because of Jesus. Hebrews 8.6 says, But now He has obtained a more excellent ministry inasmuch as He is also mediator of a better covenant which was established on better promises. A better covenant. We all have that better covenant. If the, if the old uh, covenant 
included no sickness and disease, how much more does Father God want us, His children, to be walking without sickness, without disease, and so on? You know, it's, you've, got, you've got to realize you've got to get your mind set. You've got to get your mind renewed. It's, it's so imperative that you get this up here in line with what God's Word says. You can't get this in line with what your symptoms are, what things may look like, you know, what the doctors may say. You have always, always, always got to go back to God's Word. What does God's Word say concerning my situation? Maybe, it's, uh, maybe you're needing, needing uh, some money coming in. Maybe you got some bills. What does God's Word say? He shall supply all my need according to His riches and glory in Christ Jesus. What Some of your need? All of your need. All of your need. He will supply it. The Word says, Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Will men give unto your bosom? With what you measure, it shall be measured unto you. Good measure. Good measure, filling up a basket, press down, press that money down, shaking together, make it go down a little bit more, and then what? He tops it off with running over, overflowing. That's, that's just part of it. You know, I'm, I know we're doing healing service, but I'm just trying to get His Word across to you. You know, if you're dealing in any situation that, that, where you need some finances coming in, it's God's will. You know, and the thing is, you say, well, Brother Rick, here we are. We're talking about healing. Jesus paid for your healing when He went, when he went to the cross. Just like your salvation. Salvation and healing go hand in hand. They're not separate. You know, the healing part came when Jesus' body was ripped apart and His blood was shed for you. By His stripes, 1 Peter 2.24, by His stripes you, what? Were healed. And the first part of that talks about Him going to the cross for your salvation. They go hand in hand. You know, if you're born again, if you're saved, then healing is your right just like you becoming born again. Did Father God deny you the right to become born again? No. Has Father God denied you the right to become healed? No. It's, it's one and the same. You've got to get this across. I know a lot of people, you know, uh, well-meaning Christians, you know, if you're dealing with something, well, God's trying to teach you something. That's a lie from the pits of hell. I think I've already said that once. But you know what? It's worth repeating. It's a lie from the pits of hell because that's not what God's Word says. He's not trying to teach you something. So you've got to get into God's Word. If you're dealing with any type of sickness and disease and it doesn't look too good, but guess what? You can't go by what the doctors say. You've got to go by what God's Word says. You can agree with what the doctors say, which may not be too good. You know, and a lot of your friends will say, well, as a last resort, you need to pray. That's crazy. 
God's word says that you were healed. I've got I've got scriptures, a hundred scriptures on what God said regarding healing. A hundred scriptures regarding healing. You know, so I mean, if God didn't want you healed, he wouldn't fill his word with healing scriptures, would he? He'd say, he'd put in there something like, uh, Thus saith the Lord, I want you sick for five years. No. No. He wants you healed. He wants you healed. Does God want you healed? I want to hear it. Does God want you healed? Amen. And it's not where we're sitting there waiting on His timing. I've heard people say, well, Brother Rick, I know God wants me healed, but I'm just waiting on His timing. That's a lie from the pits of hell too. Don't, don't take it hook, line, and sinker. God's Word says that you what? Were healed. You were healed. Alright. Matthew eight seventeen says that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, He himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Alright, let's look at what Jesus did on earth. Jesus said, My Father and I are one. He said, The things that I do, my Father does them. Matthew 4, 23 and 24 says, And he went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the good news, the gospel of the kingdom. Alright, so he's preaching what? The gospel. And the gospel is what? Good news. Sickness and disease, poverty is bad news. Bad news. And the, it's the gospel of the kingdom. And he went healing, healing every disease. This is what Jesus was doing. He went healing every disease and every weakness and infirmity among the people. So the report of him spread throughout all Syria. And they brought him all who were sick. How many were sick? All. All who were sick. All who were sick. Those afflicted with various diseases and torments. Those under the power of demons and epileptics. Paralyzed people. And he healed them all. How many did he uh, leave sick? How many people did they bring to him in that, in that region? All that were sick. And how many did he leave sick? None. He healed them all. That's Father God's will for you. That's Jesus' will for you. Jesus paid a dear price that you could walk out of here tonight being totally healed. Being totally healed. Okay, Acts 10.38, talking about Jesus. I'm about to finish up here. It says, How God anointed and consecrated Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with strength and ability and power, how He went about doing good. When Jesus walked on this earth, He went about doing good. In particular, curing, healing all who were harassed and oppressed by the power of the devil, for God was with him. As a child of the living God, sickness and disease has no right in your body. 
It has no right being there. This is the greatest barrier to the faith of many seeking bodily healing, that it is God's will to heal all. You have got to realize that it is God's will to heal all. We must know and believe that it is God's will to heal all today as Jesus did when He walked upon this earth. To have the healing power of God manifested, your faith needs something to latch on to. That is knowing and believing that it is God's perfect will for you to be healed. Amen? It's God's will for you to be healed. It is God's will. There's no ifs, ands, buts about it. I don't care what you've been taught in the past. You know, the only thing I can do is refer you to this Word. I've given you scriptures, only a few scriptures. I could go through the book of Matthew, and we'll probably have about maybe 20 or 30 scriptures just in Matthew where Jesus came and healed people. Amen? Amen. Let me, let me mention one thing to you. How many of y'all have ever heard of a generation curse? A generational curse. Okay, that's exactly what it is. It's a curse. Jesus has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Jesus has redeemed you from generational curses. How many of y'all have a generational curse in your family? A generational curse is something that is handed down, supposedly, from, say, like, you know, if your mom had one, then you had one, then your kids had one, and their kids had one. It's just kind of handed down. Yeah, very bad, very bad. Uh, like diabetes. You know, that, that's one of them. All right, let me, let me give you a hint here. If you think you're dealing with a generational curse... Did you have a generation, did, were you, did you say like if it's diabetes, did you have diabetes when you were born? Probably not. What happens in this situation, it may not be for y'all, but somebody's going to be listening to this and find out what happens. You know, you're snared by the words of your mouth. If you've got, uh, maybe it's heart problems. You know, you find all these people that are possibly dying young, men, you know, dying young. Because it's a, they say, what did they blame it on? It's a generational curse. But the thing is, though, when somebody's born or even when they're growing up, they don't have heart problems. But this is where it comes in. This is the play. This is the life from the pits of hell. What happens is, is that you keep hearing uh, your grandmama or your granddaddy and your daddy may be saying, well, you're going to have heart problems. You're going to have heart problems because it's a generational curse. And so what happens is you latch on to that. And the next thing you know, you're going to say, well, I've got to be careful because I'm going to have heart problems. I'm going to have heart problems. You're going to have what you say. You're going to have what you say. So the thing is, if you sit there and you're hearing this all the time, and you're, you're going to start believing this. You're going to start speaking it. Whether you had it before or not, you're going to end up with it because you're speaking it. Generational curses is a curse 
And Jesus Christ has redeemed you from the curse of the law. If there's a generational curse in your family, you are the one. You are the one to cut it off. You are the one to cut it off. Amen? Because you have been enlightened by the Word. Because you're going to have what you say. If you hear somebody say, well, I've got a generational curse, tell them to just hush. Hush. No. God didn't put that on them. It's, right. But it's, what happens is, is it's just handed down from generation to generation to generation to generation. You know, you've got, you've got people here that are dealing with generational curses. These people in here love God. But because we don't know, you know, there's, there's well-meaning Christians that love the Lord. But because they don't know, they listen to this lie from the pits of hell, from Satan, thinking that they're going to have this heart problems or diabetes or whatever it may be. So, well, that's right. And they, they take it hook, line, and sinker is, is what happens. There's many, like I said, there's many Christians. And there's a number of people right, just right in here that raise their hands on generational curses. People love the Lord. But the thing is, though, what happens is they don't know the truth because Satan has blinded their eyes. But a, gener a generational curse is, is handed down. Or you could say a generational sickness is handed down. But the thing is, though, if you're dealing with that tonight, let's break it off. Amen? Let's break it off. And you do that by saying, that is not mine. I don't have heart problems. I don't have this. I don't have that. You know, whatever you're dealing with, as far as that's been handed down in your family, get rid of it tonight. It's not yours. It's not yours. Amen? Amen. So, does that help anybody? You know, I was praying, and it was like the Lord was saying, hey, you need to, like I said, you know, I need to bring it forth. Amen. I got to be obedient to Him, be obedient to the Holy Spirit. So let me go ahead and pray for y'all. Father God, I just thank you for this group of people, Father. I thank you for your word, Lord. I thank you, Father. It's your will, it's your desire for each and every one of them that have any type of sickness, disease, uh, anything that's going on that's contrary to, to total wholeness and health, that it be gone tonight, Father. Uh, anybody that's dealing with a, that what we call generational sickness, generational curse, Lord God, I rebuke it now I, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Satan, you have no power, you have no authority over anyone here. Your lies have been exposed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we call you out. Father God, I just pray now, Lord, that you would be glorified, that you were glorified in this word tonight, Father. And I thank you, Father, for each and every one here. I thank you that they're blessed, that they're prosperous, and that they're totally healthy and they're totally whole. In Jesus' name, amen.